All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are here recording episode number 95, uh, following the week number one of the fantasy football season. Uh, we're one day later than usual. We're recording currently Wednesday night for our Wednesday drop. Uh, unfortunately, with uh, a little bit of the under the weather, we'll call it the flu bug going around a couple of households here. Uh, so last night just wasn't feasible for us to record. So here we are Wednesday night. So it's better late than ever, but uh, we got some social media stuff out there yesterday um, for, I guess, the uh, free agent pool uh, for your waiver wires and whatnot. So we're still getting some content out to you, even though if we're under the weather, but uh, here we are recording. Uh, right now, it's just myself and Zach. Armin is just uh, tied up at the moment and he'll be jumping on shortly. But uh, Zach, how was uh, the first week of the old fantasy football? Not great. I'll tell you that much. I think I I think I'm in six or seven leagues and I know I won one for sure. Um, I think that's it. Um, and the waiver wire, they weren't much better for me. Uh, struck out quite a bit in a lot of those leagues. Yeah, I was underestimating. Well, I guess I probably should have probably guessed, but I was underestimating uh, the amount of fab that people are willing to throw out there. And, and actually there's some like dy- dynasty waiver wire ads too, that uh, we're getting thrown around too. And, I, I think I got a couple dynasty ads, but uh, in the old redraft, uh, the pool the pool dried up quick. There was uh, there was some big bucks thrown around, but I think we played each other what in like three three different leagues week one, and every single year we play each other that same week one. Uh, it's... Yeah, for sure there in in Armin's league, and then for sure there in that dynasty for sure. Two two top guys going at it again. Back it was a repeat of the finals last year, and we were throwing haymakers at each other. It's like you said, it's always the worst when you're the second second high score and you play that number one score on the week like you would have smoked everybody else in the league it's that's 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 tough but i I imagine we'll be seeing each other somewhere down the line of week 17 of some some sort like of that yeah yeah. so we'll get things going here quick we're we're recording late Uh, i had a late evening we had our teacher night so it's it's late we're late we're gonna try and fly through some stuff here so we can get this out uh, here late Wednesday evening. So 22 quick, 22 fresh quick question of the week. Speaking of, we got uh, some sick memorabilia delivered to my house today for all of our leagues and stuff. So pretty excited about that. Uh, and I'm actually pretty excited about this question uh, as we move forward for the remainder of the fantasy season. So the question is, which performance from a late rounder or an undrafted player do you believe not to be a fluke? Uh, so somebody that had big production that was obviously not on your draft board or you picked up with one of your later picks that uh, you think could produce for the remainder of the season. Uh, and Armand is currently not on the call right now, so I'll talk about his. Is Tyler Algier. Uh, we know how much he loved Tyler Algier last year. Um, so he's he's pretty excited to have Tyler Algier on some of his rosters and believes it'll be uh, you know more of a split backfield. Obviously, Algier being the two there, but uh, he might be vulturing some touchdowns like you saw this past week. But uh, Zach, you want to talk about yours? Yeah, so I said Kendrick Bourne, uh, wide receiver for the Patriots. Uh, certainly a bit of a homer, uh, pick here for me, but last year, uh, was in the the doghouse between Belichick and Patricia and that offense was awful. And he, he was no exception to that. Uh, two years ago though, 55 receptions, 800 yards and five scores, uh, during Mac Jones rookie season. And if, uh, Sunday was any indication, good things are to come. Uh, he had two scores for the Pats, and any time, it, it seemed anyways, uh, most of the times, uh, when there was a gotta-have-it throw, it went to Kendrick Bourne. So 
hopefully that is signs or a good sign of things to come, uh, both for a lot of my rosters as well as for the Patriots. So before I share mine here, quick question for you, Zach. Did Jacoby Myers and Jimmy Garoppolo ever play with each other at, at New, uh, New England, or did they just miss each other? I think the year, I want to say the year that Garoppolo got traded, that following offseason would have been when uh, Myers came in, because Myers came in the same year as Nikhil Harry. Would... And he was a stud, like everybody knows. So you can put that, put, put that where you need to put it, but... Yeah, I was trying to do some digging, and I, I was being more lazy, I guess. And I figured, you know, Zach would know the answer to this one, but I'm being lazy. Um, so my guy is, I already mentioned it, it's Jacoby Myers. He had a huge week one and unfortunately went down to uh, a concussion injury. Actually, it's quite scary hit, too. I only talked about it in the group chat a little bit. Um, but it was it was a scary hit. Um, went down, and I know they zoomed. <laughs> As NFL seems to do, they like to zoom in on guys when they have uh, injuries and whatnot, which was a little unfortunate they did that. But he had a huge week um, going off uh, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 81 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Uh, He will most likely miss this week due to the concussion. But this is a guy that I'm expecting to have a a pretty steady season just because of the the coverage that Devontae Adams needs to soak in and obviously the significant attention that Josh Jacobs uh, requires. I think Jacoby Myers is going to be available on those short underneath crosser routes and a guy that you can see massive targets. Uh, and then if you can get anything with the yak after that, then it's just a bonus. Um, you've seen in the past, the the production Jimmy Garoppolo had with 49ers with those quick crosser routes and the, and the yard after catch. Well, that's kind of where Jacoby Myers is going to be living. I think this year for Vegas. So, uh, if you spent money on him for fab sucks, you can't use him this week, most likely, but I think he's going to be a guy that you're going to be able to utilize um, this, the remainder of the, the fantasy season following week two. Um, some insiders and headliners. We're going to go through this pretty quick. Like I said, we're going to try and make this episode fast and furious. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm on Burgundy. Tough week for Achilles. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins. This, I put down season ender, but it's probably career ender. Uh, this was his last year on his rookie deal. He fought hard to try and get an extension of some sort. Didn't get it. First week goes down, torn Achilles. Um, so this, I mean, he, he looked pretty good in that game too, which is unfortunate. Uh, obviously, the... The backups went in and did the job, got touchdowns like crazy, which seemingly would have been J.K. Dobbins' work to have that uh, that game. But that's a tough one, uh, especially with the you know the draft capital you probably put in there, the fifth, sixth round for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, you're going to be looking to replace him, and hopefully you didn't have to spend $95 or whatever some of those people are putting down for Gus Edwards or, <laughs> uh, or uh, Justice Hill. But uh, another Achilles injury was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if you're watching the Monday Nighter, you might have missed it if you didn't watch the start of the football game. Four plays in, Rodgers gets sacked, rolls up on, and tore his Achilles. Season ender, I put down two, possibly a career ender, just because he's only, like, he is quite old. I think he's, what, 39? Is that right? Yeah. Might, somebody might want to vet that. Um, and he's only on a two-year deal with the Jets, obviously going to miss the remainder of this season, and the rehab that he's going to have to do to be back for next season 
Um, we've seen very few players come back from Achilles injuries and the ones that were successful were very, very young and at least one year recovery period. So um, this is going to be a tough one for Rogers to come back from. Obviously, if this is it, it's uh, first belt hall of famer for sure. But uh, man, tough, tough day to be a Jets fan. At least, at least they got the win. It could always been a lot worse if they would have lost that Monday nighter, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what the night or what the uh, Jets do moving forward. Uh, a couple of hamstrings. I'll go through quick. Greg Dolchich. Uh, expected to miss a few weeks with his hamstring strain. Dante Johnson, if you watch this one, he went down like he tore his ACL. Like it was a tough scene. Um, one of those ones where it's like, okay, this is not a grade one hamstring strain. This is something quite serious. And they're saying he's expected to miss several weeks with the recovery of that. So um, if you invested in Dante Johnson, he was an extreme value, but unfortunately going to miss um, probably a substantial period of time recovering from this hamstring injury. Already talked about Jacoby Myers going into concussion protocol. And then the last one we'll mention here too is Austin Eckler dealing with an ankle injury. Um, one that wasn't really reported until I think it was Monday night that he's just kind of dealing with something and the timeline is uncertain. Uh, so it will be important to watch the practice reports leading up to their coming uh, upcoming week. Uh, they do play on the Sunday though. So you get a little bit of extra time, uh, but he plays at the 11 o'clock game, which is nice for for you, it's not like you're waiting for the two o'clock or the or the Sunday nighter to try and make your decisions. At least eleven o'clock, you'll know if he's playing or not, so you can uh, set your lineup accordingly. But uh, going through going through insiders and headliners pretty quick. There anything you guys need have to add to that one before we move into uh, our week one recap? Perfect, keeping it moving. Uh, Armin's back on the clock, so we'll get him to go first this one because uh, I think this is still an open wound, and uh, let's just pour some salt in there. Uh, studs of the week uh armand let's uh let's share your stud first all right uh my stud of the week is yeah just it hurts like a mofo on me this one uh, it's the dallas defense and oh man um if you're lucky enough to have them in the settings in my staff league they put up 37 points they are the second highest point getter on the week behind tyreek hill and and they single-handedly beat me in a in a matchup. I was on Sunday night going into the Sunday nighter with a 45-point lead on the guy I was playing, and the Dallas defensive single-handedly brought it back into it for him. So, yeah, tough tough one, Armand. The group chat was buzzing with your uh, with your uh, frustration. We'll call it the frustration. Well, I'm, I'm still so mad about it, and. The worst part about it is I had um, brought a proposal forward at our preseason meeting to take defenses out of this league, and no one bit except one other guy. And now I'm uh, I'm feeling the pain of it. I try. I proposed that rule back when I was still there, and it got shot down. So I, I un, unsurprised, not surprised there for sure. <laughs> uh, Zach, your stud of the week. This one sucks because uh, <laughs> for those for those of you at home. We started a DFS league, which is like it's kind of like fantasy football. It's a little bit different. We do it obviously in the playoffs if you're an avid listener to the podcast. But we started a DFS league, and I had him, and I also had um, uh, Mike Evans in my lineup, and I took them both out last second. Thought mm-hmm. I was being real sneaky, pivoting with the uh, with the Isaiah Likely news and whatnot, and hold that backfire in a big way. So this one burnt me because I was so pumped. I was like, "Oh my god, he's got two touchdowns." I'm going to smoke everything this DFS. And I looked at my lineup and forgot I took them out. So, Zach, share your uh, stud of the week. And this is also one of your your favorites, uh, at least for this year. And that's uh, Brandon Ayuk. 
uh, wide receiver for the 49ers. Finished as wide receiver number two on the week. Eight for eight, uh, 129 yards through the air and two scores. Um, if he had him, chances are he did very well uh, in your matchup because in our settings, he put up 32.9 fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> he, so in that same league I'm talking about, I also had my stud of the week, which is Tyreek Hill. So I would have had Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Brian Ayuk, who all three smashed this week. So really, and, and I put the same one in like the Millie Maker. And I was trying to like calculate the points of like how high I would have been up there. And I would have made some pretty good money this weekend. So I was <laughs> rather upset when I came to the conclusion that uh, I really dropped the ball on that one. But so I already mentioned it, my stud of the week, uh, no brainer, Tyree kill uh, six receptions on 10 targets, which is like, um, which is like, you know what? Like, okay. Tyree kill had a good week or sorry. Um, sorry. 11 receptions. Sorry. On 15 targets. Check that. Um, was on 66% of the snaps. That was the stat I was reading. Um, he had yards per catch of 19.5 yards per catch and he had two touchdowns and he almost had a third when he stepped out of bounds on like the half yard line, but he finished with 46.5 fantasy points, which was monstrous. Tyree kale was a stud this game. It was a shootout back and forth. This was by far one of the more entertaining football games to watch. Um, in my opinion on that Sunday slate for sure. Um, and once again, answered the question of is if two is healthy, is it going to be a, a, a high flying offense? And the answer is outstandingly yes, it's going to be fun, fun <laughs> time watching that Miami offense. And like to put things in perspective, there's a team in one of my dynasty leagues that has Waddle and he has Tyree Kill on the same team. And every like so often, keep putting the feelers out, like, okay, I'll buy one of them. I don't care. Like, do you really want both? And like, the answer is like, yeah, for sure. You really want both because they both put up big numbers and it's just seemingly every week they both get it done. So, Tyreek Kill is my stud. Armin, let's, let's just rip the band aid off here, buddy. Arguably one of the worst starts of the week we've ever had. And you're wearing <laughs> this one like a champ. And because the, the part that makes it worse was, if not this break glass, then put this and both of them stunk so bad, but the, uh, the process was the process was there. I was right there with you, but uh, if it wasn't for this guy, my lines would be on one. So thank you very much for your dud of the week, but uh, let's, let's share yours. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I put Tony down and like you said, I got to wear this one. Um, my start sit last week was, way off but you know what the whole week was just wild like nobody could have predicted the way the <laughs> fantasy week would have turned out this last weekend um but yeah Kadarius Tony dropping passes that he should catch he Patrick Mahomes actually like in my mind I thought Patrick Mahomes played well in that game it's just his receivers did nothing for him and Tony was the worst culprit of it. And the reason why they lost that game, I feel bad for the guy because he he's wearing it pretty hard right now too. But uh, yeah, he, he put up an absolute dud. Hey, I don't care. Lines are one and old baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Zach, let's uh, my and yours are kind of a tandem here, but uh, we'll let you go first. Uh, T Higgins is my dud of the week. And this is very surprising. Um, Higgins had eight targets and he managed to corral none of them. So he finished with zero receptions for zero yards, uh, with zero fantasy points. 
very surprising. Um, very surprising for somebody that would have been drafted in the top three rounds of most drafts and somebody that we all would have considered to be a, an every week starter. So don't, uh, don't give up hope yet. I don't think, but definitely um, maybe try to take advantage of this. If you're trying to pick him up in a trade. That's that's exactly what I was just about to say. Took the words right out of my mouth, Zach. This is him and like Dallas Goddard and other guys that put up like stinky weeks, but you know, are going to be pretty reliable throughout the year. Like they're unreal trade targets right now. Like Justin Jefferson had a bad week. Like those are all names that if you can try and capitalize on, go for it and try and uh, try and buy a low. Cause if there's anything we know about the fantasy community, we tailed hard on week one. Hey, Armand. <laughs> <laughs> Armand, you texted in the group chat. I am tilting hard, <laughs> almost quote for quote. Um, so mine goes in tandem with Zach's I mentioned. Uh, mine's the quarterback on the other end. Uh, this one, like you could almost see the path of like, of course he was going to be bad. Had zero preseason uh, coming off of the calf injury. Uh, really rainy, weathery game in division. Um, the Bengals, I think, have yet to beat. I'm pretty sure if I remember correct, the stat was Joe Burrow has yet to beat the Cleveland Browns. So if you really looked at, the, you know, the on paper, I guess you could have said he was going to have a tough game. But I would have never expected on 31 attempts, he's going to complete 14 passes for a total of 82 yards. Um, put up zero interceptions, zero fumbles but still only managed to put up 3.1 fantasy points. Like, like those are the stats you put up when you've thrown 250 yards and three interceptions, let alone 82 total yards. Uh, it was a really tough week for all the Bengals players. Uh, obviously, if your quarterback struggles, you're all going to struggle. And like Zach said, if I had Tua, go try and trade for Joe Burrow straight up. Tua for Burrow. Like those are the types of trades you might be able to get done just because uh, people will be tilting pretty hard following uh, the week one. Um, moving into weekly preview for upcoming week, uh, before we do so, just want to give a quick shout out 22 fresh, um, of, I kind of hit into, I, I talked about it at the top of the episode, uh, obviously got our huge package delivered, uh, for all of our charity events, our fantasy leagues, all that stuff coming up here. So really nice memorabilia, lots of sizes for, for all kinds of shapes and sizes of people playing fantasy football, which is great. Um, and if you're not fortunate enough to win any of our events or can't make it to the charity events, that's okay because you listening to the podcast are benefiting with our sponsorship with 22 fresh. So when you go to the checkout, their false fall collection is out here. And we've been talking about it like crazy. There's one burgundy bunny hug. I want so bad, but you go out there, you put it in your cart and on checkout in the promo code, you put three zero six FFB 15 and you'll receive 15% off on your checkout. So just for listening to the podcast, very simple. Go find yourself some really comfortable, really stylish, really nice memorabilia, hats, toques, sweaters, t-shirts, joggers, sweatpants, shorts, whatever, you name it. All of it, you can get it all for 15% off using the promo, for the promo code 306FFB15. Weekly preview. Let's uh, let's try and bounce back here, fellas. We uh, I, was, I was hyping us up on saying how good we've been in the past couple uh couple of years on on our uh weekly weekly bets but uh we struggled last week uh starting Dotson Tony Washington DST did okay but still not the smash play we thought Brees Hall had I would say an okay game uh, all things considered Jordan Addison had a touchdown other than that I think he was you know if you didn't get that touchdown that was a real good sit and then Devon A chain was uh was scratched so obviously you weren't going to start him anyways but we're bouncing back here uh, and we'll start with Zach for his start of the week this is somebody that uh, I was pretty high on uh, in the rookie drafts and 
still high in the redraft drafts, and that is Zay Flowers. He, with Andrews uh, sitting out, was the number one target for the Baltimore offense with 10 targets. Uh, he led the team in that in that department. So I am looking at starting Zay Flowers in what I am sure is going to be a pretty high-scoring game uh, this weekend against the rivals, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so hopefully we can take advantage of those targets, especially if Andrews is out a second week. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. He looked real good, too. Like, they had him in the screen game. I think they even had him in the jet sweep, if I remember correctly, and he just looks speedy out there. Um, really, really like, especially if you got him late in those keeper leagues or if he was one of your dynasty pickups, looking very promising so far start the season for Zay Flowers. Uh, Armand, your start of the week here. All right, my guy is someone that's kind of been on my radar for a little while, <laughs> but now with uh, a new QB for the Texans, C.J. Stroud, Hopefully he continues to be his top target, and that is Nico Collins. Um, he had 11 targets, 80 yards. Um, he didn't have a touchdown, so he, he ended up with 14 PPR points this last week. Um, but uh, um, that that seems to be based on on that target share and, and everything, kind of a, a floor that that you should be hopefully looking forward to for the rest of the season. So um, I didn't have the guts to start him in the one league I have him in, but I'm starting him this week. That's for sure. And he's got a juicy matchup against Indianapolis. Yeah. You know what? That, uh, that was actually an interesting game in Indy game. It went back and forth a little bit too. It wasn't the the big blowout. That I think a lot of people considered and the team Indianapolis played last week is actually the team I'm targeting here in this one. Uh, so I'm starting Zay Jones, uh, the, wide receiver for the team that played Indianapolis for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he was a guy that I threw out there last week when I said who's somebody that might be on the waiver wire to pick up. And I said, Zay Jones. And cause I said, we don't know what's going to happen. Christian Kirk was left out looking in. Uh, it was Zay Jones played 89% of targets or sorry, 89% of snaps. Sorry. Um, seven targets, five receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, if five for 55 without a score, isn't like spectacular, but 89% of targets on a high-powered offense. Uh, we already saw last year that Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence really likes Zay Jones, and he targeted him in the red zone. He targeted him seven times throughout the game. And the big question was, is he only going to be involved in the three wide receiver sets, or is he going to be the outside receiver in that 11 personnel? And the question was answered. Here we are, 16.5 fantasy points in week one, and they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Um Obviously, Zay Jones isn't going to get the primary coverage, but what the Detroit Lions really excelled in last week was Amon St. Brown had five receptions, I believe, six receptions, maybe for 71 yards, if I remember correctly. But it was the secondary and tertiary options in that passing offense that really excelled. Uh, you're looking at like Josh Reynolds had, I think, eight receptions for 100 yards. Cleef Raymond, I think, had four receptions for 60 yards, something like that. I'm just throwing numbers out there if I remember off the top of my head. Um, so you're looking at a wide receiver that is the secondary option in the passing offense for a high-powered offense in a game that should be a shootout. Casey's going to be coming back swinging. Jacksonville, remember remember last year in that AFC match, Jacksonville wants some revenge. They want to go back after Casey. They should have upset them in that game, uh, but they kind of blew it down the stretch. So I think it's going to be a really fun matchup to watch, and I think there's going to be a lot of assets on both ends of the field that I'd be excited to start in this one. Um, going to the not so great side here, Zach, uh, let's hear your sit of the week. And I could not agree more. 
<laughs> I am looking at sitting Drake London. Uh, he put up a very similar stat line to T. Higgins. Uh, London was at least targeted once, but he wasn't able to catch it. So he had zero fantasy points, and he is going against a team in the Green Bay Packers that has one of, if not the best corners in the league with Jair Alexander. So I would be looking to possibly uh, sit London. I know that's tough because you probably invested pretty solid draft capital in him. But if you have better options on the bench or if somehow somebody snuck through the waiver wire and is still available and you can pick them up, uh, maybe do that until... Atlanta writes the ship through the air. I'm I'm staring at the number right now. Do either of you guys know how many attempts Desmond Ritter threw in that game? If the over-under was at like 14 and a half, I'd probably take the under. It was 18 total attempts. That's more than I thought. Obviously, he, had, so. he, had, he had 15 completions with 18 attempts for 150 yards. Still better production than Joe Burrow, which is astounding. But my goodness, you are not going to win ball games throwing the ball 18 times. Like, I don't care how good your running game is, and I don't care how good you think your offensive line is, you're not winning games throwing the ball 18 times. And I don't know if that just speaks to what the Carolina defense is or what the Atlanta offense is. I don't know. But you're not winning games throwing the ball 18 times. And like Kyle Pitts owners and Drake London owners, I would be incredibly concerned that you're only splitting a passing game of 18. I'm pretty sure... When we talked about Tyler at the top of the episode, I'm pretty sure he got like 40% of the, the shares. I mean, when you only put the ball 18 times, what is 40% of that? Like six Robinson targets? Robinson had six. Yeah. So there we go. Like over half the targets went to the running backs. So Actually, Algier had three, Robinson had six, so half. So there we go. Exactly half the targets went to your running backs. Split that amongst probably like, who's that one wide receiver? A uh, bird? Demir Bird, is he still with them? Like those, those are the types of guys that are receiving targets over Drake Lund and Kyle Pitts, which is unbelievable to me. But anyhow, moving on to the next one, Armin, this one, this one's a gut punch. Like this, this is punching guys right in the nuts, throwing this one out there. But I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you really do have to do what you got to do here because you might have drafted this guy round one for some people. And that's Garrett Wilson. Um, you got to sit him, especially this week against the Dallas defense and who's going to be their quarterback going into this week um, with Zach Wilson. And, you know, like you just saw what, what the Dallas defense did to the New York Giants. And I don't think the Jets have the the power that the Giants necessarily have either. So um, I'd be really worried there. Um, and the Jets definitely don't want Zach Wilson putting the ball in the air, so there's going to be even less targets going around, and just the opportunities for Wilson to to showcase his talent won't be there, at least this game. And you know what? Like Throughout the season, there might be boom games, but you're definitely not getting what you invested in Garrett Wilson anymore. Um, Hopefully they sign some veteran quarterback who can deliver him the ball. Because I feel for anybody who drafted him. Luckily, I didn't, but I feel for you guys. What you got to do is you wait until, like, I don't think they're going to get it done against New England, but you wait against week four against KC, and he puts up two touchdowns for, like, 40 yards or 50 yards, and then you sell, sell, sell. Like, right now, you're getting nothing for him. But KC, Denver, and then they play Philly, which is not a great matchup, then the bye week. So – 
if you can sell after KC, maybe Denver, then you're looking down the stretch where you got Philly the bye week. Like, and then it gets tough. Like you see Buffalo down there twice. Or sorry, Buffalo once, or you see New England, like I mentioned, once already, then you see him again. It doesn't get any easier. So uh, you just wait for that one boom week and see if somebody's like, oh, yeah, okay. They got the veteran queue in there. They bring Flacco back or whoever it is. He has one good week. You just dump him. You dump him because you know the Rodgers ain't coming back this year. It's just, it's over. Um, Talking about trading, uh, my guy that I'm going to sit in this one, I would be trying to sit if not trade, because he is, and this one might be a hot take, he is the RB2 in this offense. He had he was out there for 35% of snaps, and the snaps that he was out there for was like the cleanup snaps once the game was kind of getting out of control, once they were dominating the Seahawks. And that's Cam Akers. He was 35% of snaps, 22 attempts for 29 yards, and one touchdown. You sell him on the fact that he had one touchdown, 8.9 fantasy points, which is not good. And you say, hey, Bram's won. He's the number one running back. He got a touchdown last week. What can I get for him? Because really, what was Cam Akers drafting? What, the fifth round, maybe? Sixth round, depending on what your leagues were. And yeah. he was the number two by far. Like right now, one of the one of the top pickups of the week was Kyron Williams who I don't know if I'd be super pumped to be starting him this week either because it's against San Francisco. He was out there for 65% of the snaps. He had 15 attempts for 52 yards and two touchdowns. He also got two targets uh, for a total of 18.9 fantasy points. Huge week. He is the number one running back for that team. Uh, and even my like even watching the game, Kyron Williams looked like a better running back than Cam Akers did. So um, I'd be trying to sell Cam Akers off the hype of like, high draft capital, the name value, look what he did at the end of the season. Hey, the Rams won. Hey, you got a touchdown. I don't know. I'd be trying to do something because it's not going to get better here as the uh, as the week goes on because the 49ers are going to really just give it to him quite a bit here, I think, in this matchup. But um, that's, that's what I'd be doing. So uh, anything else here to add, fellas, before we wrap this one up? I just saw Zach made a transaction as we were talking about this one. It's in the Misfits one, but I'm trying to pull it up. What would you do? Oh, you picked up Hubbard for Dobbins. Oh, no. What'd you do, Zach? Dropped, uh, yeah, dropped Everett, picked up Mooney. Yeah, Donald Parham really vultured Everett. I thought he was going to have a good week in that one, but tight end, some one of the tight ends did at least. But I'm currently looking at what I can trade Acres for in the uh, in the charity league right now because he was one of the auto drafts that I ended up with. Yeah, like literally nothing. Like, just get something for him. Try and get Kyron Williams for him. <laughs> or, like, does this yeah. somebody just threw a ton of fab and they could have Cam Akers instead. But Hey, hey, you want to give me A.J. Dillon for him? <laughs> Do I have A.J. Dillon? Yeah. Well, I'm not even in the charity league, though. That's a different team. It's under my name, but it's not even uh-huh. there. He doesn't talk to Tyler Rock about that one. Send him the offer. Anyhow, that's going to do it. Uh, just for those listening at home for the Wellesley's wagers, we're just going to keep throwing them on, on socials. It just seems to be working a little bit easier that way, just with schedule conflicts and everything. But regardless, uh, that's going to do it for episode number 95. Hopefully week number two is a little uh, a little more generous to everybody. Hopefully there's less injuries we have to talk about on the pod. To, and if there are injuries, hopefully they're the minor ones and not the season-ending or career-ending ones that we are currently talking about. But regardless... Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, sorry for the late drop. Uh, I will I will mention once again, we just ran into the, the flu bug this week. So this thing's kind of fell into place, but uh, that'll do it. 
happening on behalf of Zach Arman and myself, the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast, the the uh, 22 Fresh for our major sponsorship, as well as the Ronald McDonald Charity House, our major sponsor of the year. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk soon.